Welcome to the Better Together podcast, supporting seniors in our local communities with your hosts, Sean Seibin and John Hughes. And now, here's Sean and John. And we are live. John, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I, and I, I have my Hawaiian shirt on. There you go. I've got, I've got mine. Seeing how uh, my wife and I are on our last full day of uh, vacation uh, in Hawaii for the first time. So I'm happy to, happy to be here and certainly happy everyone can join us for the Better Together podcast. Uh, certainly want to welcome all of our viewers and listeners to the show. Thank you for taking time out of your day to join us. Um, for those of you that are watching for the first time, this is the Better Together podcast, supporting seniors in our local communities, where we try to uh, highlight, promote, and really talk about all of the different services, resources, and uh, businesses, and anything and everything related to helping our seniors live their best life possible. And uh, this show today on identity theft and Uh, Fraud protection is kind of the part two of the second show that that you and I had, John, with um, with Adam Strum, where he came on and talked about uh, fraud and scam protection. But we're going to take it one step further with um, identity theft and and fraud. And I know you've had our guest Curtis Omquist on your show, uh, Aging in the Willamette Valley, and um, sounds like he provided just a, a ton of great information uh, to you and, you and your listeners when you had him on your show recently. Uh, yeah, Curtis does know a lot about this kind of thing. Um, and then he knows about products to help you protect yourself uh, sure. electronically or otherwise. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's a lot of information um, in this subject field. Yeah. Yeah. I'm certainly looking forward to, to bringing him on and in preparation you know, for the show, I got on the uh, 2021 FTC Federal Trade Commission uh, Identity Theft and Fraud uh, Protection um, release, press release, and, and have some statistics that I want to share before we bring him on, because I think some of these he's going to be, you know, taking a deeper dive and, and speaking um, a little more about. But um, according to the Uh, FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, fraud and identity theft make up the most common uh, types of fraud or scams that that have been reported, That the actual identity uh, theft. And according to the FTC, in 2020, the incidents increased approximately 47%. So almost by a full 50% did those increase. And Largely, they believe, due to the pandemic, um, and that number is slightly higher in seniors, and you would expect that, John, because um, like a lot of us, I think seniors are even more, um, due to the pandemic, they're a little more hesitant to start socializing and to start getting you know back out into the community, and so they're kind of forced to continue to stay in their home in their own little bubble and continue to do things online. And obviously, every time we get online, we're putting ourselves and our information at risk. 
And anytime we have any type of financial transaction or there's a link to upload information, if we're applying for a loan or something like that, and it's not encrypted, we're opening ourselves up to having our identity stolen. And it was reported that seniors lost more than $3 billion in 2021 to, to financial scams, and that increased nearly $1.5 billion over 2020. So unfortunately, John, this isn't going away. And, and hopefully Curtis can provide some, you know, additional tools and resources that we as, um, you know, loved ones of our seniors and even to our seniors can can help reduce that number moving forward. Well, and a lot of it kind of boils down to just stopping and thinking about what you're doing. Yeah. Um, you know. 20 years ago, it was all about, oh, the credit card applications you get in the mail, make sure you shred them. Don't just throw them right. in the trash uh, because some people would dig through the trash and fill them out, put in a change of address and send it in. And next thing you know, they've run up 20 grand or something in credit card bills. Um, but even today, you know, don't use the same password. Don't share your password with anybody you don't absolutely know and trust. Right. Um, and you know, everybody, there, there are a lot of apps on Facebook, for example. I don't know it to be a fact, but in my opinion, a lot of them are fishing for the answers to your questions, your security questions and stuff. Yes. They need to know, hey, what was your first dog? What high school did you go to? Right. Et cetera. Et cetera. And I, I see those pop up all the time. And I'm like, why do people answer these? Yeah. I mean, yes, it kind of sounds like it's fun, but to me, it sets off some alarm bells that these are the kind of questions you answer for security purposes and you probably shouldn't be answering them here because it might be just a fun game, but maybe they're not such nice people, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're absolutely right. And what was really, um, what kind of really stood out to me when in doing uh, some prep and research for the show is online shopping and this this part wasn't necessarily surprising to me but the follow-up statistic will be so online shopping is the most common way our seniors lose money what stood out to me was over the age once you get to that 70 to 79 and 80 plus range or 80 plus aged um seniors the older they get they're less likely to report and so even the data that we have is, is somewhat, um, I think, deflated and, and minimized because we know as we age, we report less and less. But what really stood out to me was the, the median loss for those 20 to 29 that, that suffered any type of identity theft or fraud was $324 in 2020. Now that doesn't seem like a significant amount of money. However, those age 70 to 79 suffered a median loss of double that of $635. And as you know better than I, that age demo is already on a fixed budget. They're already, you know, probably living month to month. 
and that's probably you know about half their rent or their mortgage payment and that's 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 gone that's lost now going from 80 plus that increased the median loss to nearly $1,300. And that's per incident. And oftentimes what I found was the same senior will get, you know, there'll be multiple incidents of loss before they even realize that there was a loss or that they tell anybody. And then, you know, that adds up real quick, obviously. So they're in, you know, they're out thousands of thousands of dollars, um, and so, you know, the, we talked about it when, when Adam was on that, the romance scams continue re- to result in the heaviest losses for our seniors and total combined with, with a reported 84 million in losses, um, <clears throat> in government imposter government documents and benefit fraud was the most common type of ID theft reported those over 60. So it's a, it's a never ending um list and, and there's there's just seems like countless and count an infinite 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 number of ways that these you know these these scammers and these predators let's call them what they are they're absolute yeah. predators um continue to uh tap into um us financially and um hopefully i'm confident that the we can we can help with some of that, and um, I think it's a good time to bring Curtis on and yep. let him uh, provide some further insight and take a deeper dive into this. Absolutely. Hey, hi everyone. Curtis, hi, how Curtis. you doing? Doing great, doing great. Boy, you know you're throwing out some uh, pretty uh, staggering statistics there, and and uh, well, and, and I'm sure I'm just scratching the surface. I mean, yeah. I I just I I mean I've got a full page. Of, of notes and I don't want to, I don't want to bore everybody to death just going over numbers, but um, you know, they lost us. Our seniors lost more than 3 billion in 2021 due to financial scams. Like I said, and that increased nearly um, 1.5 billion over 2020. And I'm guessing that the pandemic and the ongoing pandemic um, has had a lot to do with that. Would, would, would that be a pretty accurate um, statement. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we obviously are spending a whole lot more time on our computers. You know, the pandemic brought us all home and kind of into the, you know, in our little, in our little cocoons and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, and I just was, you know, thinking about the other day when, uh, you know, I, I, I was walking around the house talking to my wife and she said, Curtis, why, why, why are you whispering? And I said, <laughs> well, you know, because because maybe you know Bill Gates and Mark Zuckerberg are listening to me, and right. he laughed. Or Alexa or Google yeah. or something. He laughed. You know, Alexa right. laughed. You know, Siri laughed. You know. So anyway, that's that's kind of the uh, the reality of where we live in these days, where where it is. Our our information is out there, and and you know what I want to be able to bring to people is you know we have to continue to live our lives, and we don't want to become victims of of, you know, of all the fear and all the, you know, these numbers are, are staggering. And so I think what we need to look at is what can we do to protect ourselves, our loved ones, our parents, our, you know, kids, grandkids, things like that. Um, and, and how do we, how do we live in this, this new reality of life, which is so much 
online so digital so you know everything lives in the cloud now you know and all of that sort of thing and so there's i i'm hoping that i can kind of bring to some people some ideas of of what we can do as some some practical advice and and you know really i know that seniors especially you know one of the one of the things that reports that i was looking at you know that seniors cite frustration really as a roadblock to adopting new technology Sure. And, and you know, we'd all agree. And I I don't know if it's because I'm getting older, but I'm I'm beginning to understand that, you know, hey, why do I have to, I don't know how to work this thing or this computer or this, got a new cell phone and, and all these new features. So um, it's just, it's kind of a, it's a, sometimes a bit of a learning curve, but uh, that's what I hope we can offer some, some practical advice. Well, and they're so technologically advanced right and and oftentimes we know just from the the reports that have been done the investigations that have been done um all of the you know different shows that have been that have been done most of and i don't know you you might know where the number one kind of geographical location in the world is for scammers but it's most often coming from you know third world uh, you know other countries uh, Nigeria, Jamaica, certainly those places have parts that are affluent. Um, but we also know that there's a lot of poverty. And oftentimes the only way for um, these people to make any kind of money is to scam yeah. the most vulnerable, right? So how, how do we, how do we, how do we try to prevent that as I get my, yeah. as I try to get my camera to, to come back on? Why don't you, why don't you take that one as I do a little IT work? <laughs> That's quite all right. I hope you haven't been hacked there, you know, so, uh, Sean, but uh, that they is don't want to Don's picture. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's, uh, you know, it is true. And, and uh, the, um, the, the whole fact that, that seniors are, um, you know, or that these these uh, criminals are, are, yeah, many times all over the world. I mean, because that's what the Internet is all about. You know, we have access to be able to to uh, read articles that were you know published in a in a something or a feature or publication, you know, anywhere across the globe. And uh, I think, though, that that uh, along with all the pandemic where people started working from home, I think that that hackers and thieves are, are realizing, hey, I can I can, uh, you know, make quite a living buying and selling and reselling people's information. You know, I always I always like to compare uh, or, or contrast, I should say, identity theft to someone breaking into your home and, and you know, stealing your television set or your or your uh, or your jewelry or something like that. You know, with with identity theft, your information is is valuable and it can be sold and resold. I mean, they can only sell your your take your jewelry to the pawn shop and sell it one time. But with identity theft, our information is for sale on the dark web. And uh, sadly, you know, we, we, we want to be careful with what we do and how we act on when we're making any kind of transaction, especially on the, on the internet or using, uh, you know, giving our information out that way. But really our information is out there. I mean, if you've ever gone to the doctor, then mm -hmm. went to grade school, your, your social security number is, is out there and it's for sale. And, and uh, I was shocked. I was cleaning out my, some, some old files, um, this was a couple years back and uh, probably two or three years ago, I was cleaning out some old file cabinets and I used to belong to a, a, a national association. Um, and, um, my membership number for this 
national association with tens of thousands of members was my social security number. Oh my gosh. It's shocking to us today, but, but that was just, that was my, you know, that was my membership number to this association with tens of thousands of members. And that was, and that was just a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. The word we as consumers and and the public seem to be, although we, I, I think we live in, in the most technologically advanced country in, in the world. Um, maybe next to Japan, I, I don't know, but we're always one step behind and the scammers and, you know, these predators always seem to be two, three, four, five steps ahead of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, we're, you know, we're constantly um, being attacked and, and I don't know, aside from what, you know, John had said and, and, having a different password and, and trying to, you know, maybe use a VPN or other encrypted services. I'm 48 and I would probably have a hard time with some of that technology. My mom, who's 82 is certainly not going to be able to figure out that technology. And she certainly is not going to be able to know, especially if, if somebody in Nigeria or Jamaica has a voice distorter that's making that, Mm -hmm you know, 22 year old male sound like a 45 year old female that's American. That's Mm -hmm. talking about, you know, her social security benefits or uh, my dad's pension benefits. Right. So how do we as, as consumers and, and how do we, as the adult children of our seniors, how do we best put them in I guess the best position possible for protection or yeah. for um, a, a, a even per prevention and awareness, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it's just, I guess, I guess it's, it's observation part of it. You know, you're paying attention to, I mean, my dad always said, you know, pay attention to your surroundings, you know, kind of just know where you are. And so maybe pay attention to your surroundings when you're on the internet or when you're opening up an email, you know, it's ironic you say that and, you know, talking about your, your parents, my wife on just last Friday, just a few days ago, got an email from her father who lives in Florida mm-hmm. and it, it said, something to the effect of, hey, uh, can you uh, email me back because I need some help from you? And it just sounded like something that just wasn't quite right. Mm-hmm. And uh, and But there were some clues along the way when you look back. His email address was all in caps, which you know, that was just, that was the first little clue when you look at it. But, but, you know, my wife is thinking, oh no, dad's, you know, and, and he's 84 years old. And, and, uh, but and it, it almost sounded like, oh yeah, I need some help with, or, you know, some, almost like a monetary need sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and uh, believe me, her parents are not in, you know, I, I, I kind of, I, we, when we called him, I said, you know, Hey Tom, do you need us to wire you some money to your Nigerian bank account? And, <laughs> and, uh, you know, they're, they're, that would be the very, very unusual, I guess. So that was another clue. I mean, it, it just seemed odd. The the punctuation was bad. The, you know, it just, that sort of thing. I mean, and, and he's yeah, a, there's a comma missing or yeah, yeah, there's yeah. You know, one word just slightly misspelled, but for somebody that's 84 or, you know, some of John's yeah. clients who are, who are almost, you know, exclusively yeah. in that senior, you know, demographic, right. um, they're not going to pick up on that. 
Yeah. And they're not until you, me, him, yeah. somebody else, a loved one, a, you know, a family member sees it and is like, mom, dad, I, something's not right here. Let me do a little more research. Let me do yeah. a little more digging before you do anything. Um, so it sounds, it sounds like the, the, the moral of, of that is if you feel like if your spidey senses are starting to tingle a little bit, if you even have the slightest inkling that something's off, act on it and, and take a further look, whether that's through, um, you know, a service like ID shield or, you know, just contacting a loved one and John, you you've worked with seniors now for going on 15 years easily, right? Have you, how often are your clients um, or have your clients ever or their family members ever mentioned anything to you about, Hey, I think something, something just isn't right. Has, has, have you ever had anybody come to you and, and ask you about that in, in your experience? Uh, yes, they have. Um, and we've even had some of our caregivers call us with concerns about what they mm-hmm. see a client doing. You know, they're okay. wiring through Western union money to people and guess what folks, if you use Western union, you're never going to see that money again. Yep. So, uh, you know, my recommendation, especially with like email scams, if if you're a little bit technical, you can hit reply or forward, and then it'll show you the text of who sent you the email. And it may say, Curtis's dad, mm-hmm. but then it says, one, two, three, eight, nine, ten, something or other. At, yeah, a bunch of, a bunch at of letters at some domain that you're like, yeah. okay. Yeah. Exactly. So, okay, now that is really odd. Sure. Uh, but even if you're not that technical, if, if it's from somebody that you think you know, but it sounds a little odd, just call them. Or if there's somebody you can't really get a hold of, call somebody else who maybe would know, you know, their spouse or somebody if uh, they really sent such a thing. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly right. Pick up the phone, make make that phone call, make that contact. And, and really, you know, the... Um, uh, Interestingly enough, I was also reading an article about about senior or, or elder bullying online. You know, there, we, we hear a lot about cyber bullying for our kids, sure. but but really that's something that uh, you know it happens to adults, including seniors. And and if you're getting messages on social media or or uh, or emails that are threatening or or anything like that, or again, you know, looking for money. Or you know, maybe that's a good transition into even ransomware. Now, there's a word that maybe people are are are, or they they've heard it in the news because some big companies, you know, like the uh, the big uh, uh, what was it, Colonial Pipeline. That, mm-hmm. that uh, you know, we hear it in the news, but it really happens to to real people. And like you and I, I had a I had one one of my uh, ID Shield members that uh, he's a retired financial planner in the uh, Albany area. And uh, he, he called me one day and uh, his, uh, and his, uh, his whole entire computer had been locked down. They, what, what happened was the, uh, they installed malicious uh, software that basically encrypted all of his data. He wasn't able to log into any of his bank accounts, any of his online accounts, anything like that. And the hackers 
were looking for a $3,000 Bitcoin ransom that they were that they were asking for to basically give him back all of his information. It's like they had locked it up. There was no way he was getting to it. And uh, uh, fortunately, you know, he did have ID Shield, and, and they were able to uh, get to the bottom of it, get it all handled for him. And and uh, fortunately, and, and he was actually calling me kind of after the fact, which was really cool because he he said that that it was determined that it was most likely uh, a result of the target data breach that happened what eight nine years ago, I think it is now. Mm-hmm. And and so again, our information is out there and and we may make a mistake today or or you know we are a little nervous about giving our information or whatever but but this was this was something that had happened almost a decade before and that information is out there and it's just kind of a you know i hate to think you know it's like playing the the slot machine those numbers may come up at some point in time and so knowing how to deal with that or having a having a service in place i mean just like you know, you, you wear your seatbelt when you get into the car to protect yourself. You've got car insurance. You've got all of these kinds of things to, to protect yourself, you know, to mitigate the risks that we all live in. Or we could choose to stay at home and not go anywhere, not ever get in our cars, you know, things like that. So, I, I you know, again, I like to look at kind of the positive side of things and say, how can we how can we protect against that? Sure. So let me let me share a a real world um, example that just happened to my family, my mom actually um, last week. So she has um, she has a housekeeper. She comes every two weeks, um, and she had and and my mom pays her by a check. I write the check out, you know, for it's the same amount unless she isn't able to come you know, one week and there's a week in between, then it's, um, you know, a little higher amount, but it, it's never gone over $120. It's usually 85, but it's never gone over $120. So she, um, evidently the housekeeper had used her phone to apply for a loan because she, she wanted a new, um, like little mini uh, sprinter van type, you know, vehicle for her cleaning business, hold all the cleaning supplies and, and everything else. Um, so she didn't have to continue to use her car. And within 10 minutes, so she did whatever she did on her phone. Within 10 minutes, she received a phone call from um, some company that was inquiring, uh, following up with her about her loan. So she gets a call right away. This must be legit because I just put in the information, whatever site she was on, right? So she picks up the phone. They have a conversation. And she later told me that he had a very thick Indian accent. She had a very hard time understanding him. Conversation lasted not even probably five minutes. He, She was told that she was going to receive another call Um that would from his partner that would get everything lined up for her to receive the money, but first needed her banking information because they needed to know where to send the money. And the way that they did that was they convinced her to take a picture of the front and back of her license and the front and back of her debit card. So now they have her ID. Now they have her bank information. Curtis, they were able to 
they were able to to hack into her checking account the check the 85 or excuse me the the first check that they they got was one of my mom's $120 check they somehow turned that into a $920 check cashed it it came out of my mom's account fortunately maps fraud caught it and flagged it and so i was able you know i was able to rectify that that one but that $920 was taken out of her account and my mom's account somehow i have no idea how they were able to do it but the money came out of my mom's account and um now she's you know negative over a thousand dollars in her checking account she's living on a single income of just you know uh being a being a housekeeper so we i go to the bank i get all that figured out for my mom the next day they had taken one of the 85 dollar checks and made it out for $2,990. And fortunately, it was, you know, it was flagged. And but now her identity is compromised. I don't, we don't know if my mom's, you know, information has been compromised, but we closed her checking account, opened up all new accounts, and you know, transferred everything. So given that real world, and that happens multiple times a day, right? Um, for hundreds and if not millions and millions of dollars, how if one doesn't have ID shield or some type of identity theft service in place and you have someone that's vulnerable that is in you know need and these predators, you know, obviously sense that they feed on that, they already know they need money. How can that situation and an example potentially be avoided outside of having some type of identity, you know, theft or fraud protection service in place? Yeah, yeah. Well, and and I, I mean, I, you know, ID Shield is 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 I'm obviously going to be a little biased that way because sure. I'm familiar with that, and that's the, that's the service that, that I work with and have for many years now, but have something like that i guess would be what i would would be my first thing because that that's that seat belt that's that that's that just that piece of insurance for you to be able to have somebody that can help you do that uh you know yeah there are resources you know you can go to fbi.gov or you can Mm -hmm. go to uh you know aarp actually has some has some good resources but basically those are all kind of do-it-yourself sort of things and and that's even what i see with with a lot of of other with different services that are available. I mean, I I just enrolled someone not too long ago, and and he had subscribed to um, I think it was Credit Karma. I, I shouldn't name names, I guess, but but he, mm-hmm. and I, so the, the service that he had been subscribed to, he said, yeah, I got an alert that my information had been compromised, and and that was kind of where it left. And they said, here's some resources that you can go out and do yourself, and and you know, I mean, and that's fine. And there are certainly uh, you know people that that have the wherewithal to, to be able or want to do that. But but it's also staggering when you look at the numbers of the number of hours and the, the cost that we incur in trying to fix that sort of thing. I recently, this was probably three months ago, I got an alert through my ID Shield mobile app uh, and, and also an email because that's how we are notified if there's something that just doesn't look quite right. It was, it was a public records alert. My name and social security number had been 
associated with an address that I have never lived at, never had anything to do with, you know, and, and, and I thought, well, that's kind of odd. And I, my first thought was, wow, how would I have even found that out on my own? You know, maybe when I went to refinance my house or something like that, you know, that may have turned up, but that could have gone on for a long time. But I was notified that, that, that by this public records alert through ID Shield, I was able to, because this is, this is part of what we do as a service with ID Shield, is I was able to, you know, in my case, I used my mobile app, tapped my app, talked to a, a, a licensed private investigator that was able, and it was so cool because she said, here, let me just, let, you know, I could, she took a little bit of information from me. I could hear her typing and she goes, oh, I see what agency reported that. Let's get them on the phone and take care of it. And I thought, really? That's kind of cool. You mean it's, it could be that easy? She goes, well, let's see what we can do. So we did a three-way call, myself, mm -hmm. the, the, the identity theft expert uh, with ID Shield and, and this agency. And so speaking kind of on my behalf, she said, you know, Mr. Almquist is disputing this record. We're demanding that you take that, remove that from his records. And we want you to notify him in writing when that takes place. And I just, you know, about a month later, I received a letter in the mail that, that stated just that. So that's where, that's kind of the difference between, that's kind of the difference between getting a phone call from the fire department that says, you know, hey, John, your house is on fire. Uh, we're going to send over a hose and, uh, you know, here's how you fix it versus, you know, having an, a, a, a full service sort of sure. identity. Come in and put out the fire, put out the fire directly. Put out the fire for you. You know, that's, that's what we expect the fire department to do. And some, there's some, there's some, uh, you know, services out there that are more of a, you know, we might notify you of, of something and, and tell you, help you navigate that. So uh, personally, I like having somebody deal with those things for me that knows how to do that. So. Sure. Sure. Well, what are some of those those resources that that are uh, available? You know, if you if we have a loved one, or if if any of our seniors, you know, are falling and finally realize that, you know, however it happens, realize that they're been a victim, and we want to try to prevent that moving forward. What are some of the resources that are available in addition to the service that you provide? Yeah, sure. Well, and I wanted, I, I kind of made a list of some things that, uh, that anybody can and should probably do and consider. And, and, and these are some practical steps really that, uh, that anybody could do to just kind of add an extra layer of protection. And one of them is, is uh, you know, using a browser that doesn't track your information. You know, we many of us use Chrome, and there's there's incognito mode, or there's private. You know, you can browse uh, browse privately. However, when you're connected to those websites, they they are possibly connecting your, collecting your information. But there's a couple of them that that uh, come to mind, and one is called Brave, just like when you're very brave. So Brave or Duck Duck Go. Like I've heard of I've heard of Duck Duck, Duck, Duck Go. Go. I've been hearing some of their ads that on the radio. Uh, yeah, so DuckDuckGo or Brave are a couple of them that that uh, uh, actually the uh, the CEO of, of of our company PPLSI, which is the uh, parent company for ID Shield. Um, this this some of this list came from him. He actually uh, had a background working for Microsoft, and uh, so he's very uh, technological savvy and uh, technology savvy. And so another one is is consider using as as you mentioned, Sean, a VPN. Now mm -hmm. you know, we start throwing around acronyms, and that's a virtual private network. And uh, there's a there are different ones of those out there available. But the way I like to think of that is 
uh, and, and, you know, I travel a fair amount and, uh, you know, I'm always in coffee shops or restaurants. I'm connecting to public Wi-Fi and that's when we're really most vulnerable. And uh, I like to think of a virtual private network as kind of this, this steel, <laughs> impenetrable, for the most part, steel tube that's, that's connected between me and the, my computer and the Internet. And so a virtual private network uh, is a great thing to, to use uh, to be able to keep uh, keep yourself safer. Uh, and, and there's and, a ton of and there's a ton of different types of VPNs. I know I have one. I, I can't even remember which one I use, um, yeah. what app I have on my phone. Mm -hmm. um, I don't typically use, um, you know, my my laptop um, out in public is mainly at home. When I'm out in public, need anything, it's usually my phone. If I'm logging right. into a, you know, in, into a public network, but um, VPNs, there, there are several. I mean, there's hundreds, I would think, right? And most mine's, I think, four ninety nine a month or something like that, and that certainly is worth it mm -hmm. to be able to keep, you know, have that that impenetrable, like right. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's that you were referring to. Certainly is, yeah, and and then and then use a password manager. And again, there's a lot of those out there. There's some of them that are free. There's some of them are included, kind of bundled together with with uh, uh, identity theft services. Uh, there's uh, there is a free one called LastPass, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, that that you know is is available. Dashlane, it has Dashlane a, that's has the one a, I use. Yeah, and uh, it's again we have it bundled. There's a password manager bundled in within our services as well as the VPN. Um, and then there's a, there's a, we're, we're becoming more familiar with what's called uh, two factor authentication. And we all know how that works. So, so you're logging into a website and it says, you know, Hey, uh, we're sending a, a, a message to your cell phone and enter that four digit code or whatever. So that two factor authentication is really uh, uh, one of the most, I think, valuable things and so anytime you have the ability to be able to use two with factor authentication uh do do so because it okay. it's that way you, they know that it's you uh logging into a, an account um or opting out of sharing your data now this is one that you this is there's a website called simpleoptout.com simpleoptout.com yep simpleoptout.com and it um uh, it allows you to to go uh, and, and opt out of some of the data sharing, you know, anytime you agree to, to the terms and conditions on a website, you're, you're most likely opting to share some of your data. But I think we'd all agree that there's some that you just don't have to worry about. So you might go check that website out. That's another good one. That's great. Uh, I never, I've never heard of that one. Yeah. And then, and then really a big one is keeping the, 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 your software, updated on all of your devices on your computer you know and, and i i have to agree it's kind of annoying sometimes as a matter of fact my computer i've been telling it no i don't want to upgrade to upgrade to windows 11 uh and uh one morning i came to my computer and it did it all by itself and so now you know but but uh but it is a good idea because oftentimes especially when you're especially when you're um uh like on your phone and your devices like that many times that update includes patches as they call them to kind of fix any vulnerabilities that the device might have uh, you know because they're constantly finding new uh 
malicious software. And so it's a good idea to keep your keep your devices updated. And uh, and then, you know, maybe remove some of those things. You know, when you buy a new computer and it's got uh, loaded up with what we call bloatware, it's a lot of stuff, a lot of ads, you'll get all kinds of pop-ups and things like that. There's actually a website called shouldiremoveit.com. <laughs> okay, shouldiremoveit.com. So should I remove it.com is one and, and uh, you know, and it kind of helps you maybe find some things that you can remove from your computer. It'll also make your likely make your computer run better and faster. Uh, and then there's uh, the, the last one that I wanted to share was uh, one. Um, and this is kind of this is an interesting site. It's called uh, it, and it's, it's all about preventing or kind of making you aware of some of the some of the mask surveillance that goes on, you know, as far as. You know our data and all the, sh the sharing of our information i mean we've all gotten those creepy ads that pop up you know after we've been talking about you know buying a new pair of shoes or whatever right. uh, i i was I, the funny story here that i was sharing our in our identity theft workshops that we do uh is uh, my wife and i were sitting uh in our in our easy chairs having a cup of coffee she got a phone call from her friend uh in montana who who had just had a wedding at this beautiful outdoor venue and 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 uh she said oh uh you know we were thinking about even renting out our backyard you know we can have weddings and things like that i was i was actually at that moment i was looking through uh instagram and within a minute or two up pops uh, an ad on my she she's talking to her friend on the on, on speakerphone you know across the room and and an ad pops up on my internet or my instagram feed for hey starting a new wedding venue at your you know and, and it was just that that's kind of incredible it's creepy it, it, is, it really is yeah it, so go it, to so if you want to kind of have a little bit of a uh, this kind of interesting site is called privacytools.io privacytools.io yep that's just another one, you know, if you want to kind of learn more about these kinds of things, that's, uh, you know, just a couple of resources. I thought maybe that people could have some practical things to, to do. So I'll add one more to Sean's list. Um, when it comes to your computer, and you can also do it for tablets and phones, a up-to-date and current virus uh, software package and or something like malware bytes to, that has features to detect and stop ransomware before it actually gets a hold of your computer. Um, those are also very important to be alerted, uh, so to speak, that something bad is going on or could happen with your computer. Because some of them, they get installed or downloaded and they sit there. And 30 days later or something, then they self-activate and do nasty things. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's a good point. I'm so, a big fan of, of, of uh, yeah, malware bytes too, John. Thank you. Yeah, malware bytes for sure. So, Curtis, what give give the give the audience, give the viewers and listeners kind of that thirty to fifteen thousand foot overview as as we kind of uh, start to wrap up here. I want to make sure that you have the opportunity and the platform to you know kind of give a little bit, give give everybody a little bit more information on ID Shield. Um, and, and how that works. Yeah, thank you. And, and you know, as we've talked about, there's this, it, it's just important to have something. Now, do I, 
do I believe that yes, ID Shield is is uh, the best of, of class really available? Yes, I do, and and very proud to say that not only not only I do, but uh, Forbes magazine, U.S. News and World Report, and uh, we've even been named uh, best in class even now already in 2022 uh, with uh, U.S. News and World Report. But so we've gotten a lot of really good accolades, mm -hmm. and uh, it's it's really all about uh, identifying, detecting, and 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 alerting our members, number one, and, and the ability to be able to have then, as I you know, mentioned my own story even, mm -hmm. have someone there that you can reach out to that is gonna help get you through uh, a situation like that, uh, as well as, as even a, a million dollar protection policy if you suffer a financial loss. So that's another, we didn't even touch really much on the, the uh, financial account uh, fraud and, and mm -hmm. injury that goes on. But, you know, that's something that is, is happening more and more as well. You know, people that have worked their whole lives and they've got a 401k or they've got some sort of a retirement sure. set aside and, and thieves will, will uh, access that and, and, and remove small amounts of, of, of money from that account over a long period of time really to the point where you don't even really notice it. And uh, many times the, the provider or the, uh, of that service, you know, of the, or the financial account, if you don't notify them within, you know, a, set, a certain amount of time, they're not liable for that. So that's really one of the things I like about our, you know, our million dollar protection policy, because it does uh, cover financial account uh, takeovers. But, you know, uh, again, just the monitoring, the protection that the licensed private investigators that will step in. And we have, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm proud to say we've got a, a, an unlimited service guarantee that says we will do whatever it takes for as long as it takes to restore your identity to pre, to its pre-theft status. And wow. uh, that's something that I, you know, again, really proud to stand behind. Now, can you go to idshield.com and sign up? Sure you can. Uh, however, that that is like, that's like going to the, to the uh, you know, directly to the source, which is fine, but uh, it also comes with, with me. <laughs> Uh, you know, when you when you actually enroll through uh, CurtisAlmquist.WeAreLegalShield.com, uh, and then that way I become your also your personal representative to be able to help you navigate whatever. And I, you know, I'm happy to I get get phone calls. I love the happy ones when people call like that, uh, like that retired gentleman in Albany that uh, that called to say that how thrilled he was and how panicked he was before he was able to, to access his ID shield service and have uh, have someone walk him through uh, relieving himself of all of that stress and, and worry of having that 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 take place. Once you've been a victim, it's way more likely it's, it's two to three times more likely that you will become against, you know, that it, that you will be hit again. Right. Uh, and that's something that is the reality too. So just having something in place is, is so very important. So again, CurtisAlmquist.WeAreLegalShield.com takes you to my uh, marketing site. And uh, you can also, I see the scrolling on my LinkedIn and features uh, connection yeah. as well there, but so what's, what's the best uh, direct? Is there a direct number for if yeah. anybody wants to, you know, try to try to contact you directly? Um, if yep. that's easier for them, what's a what's a good yeah. contact? Yeah, number? they could call or call or text me at uh, 503-580-5144. So 503-580-5144. And uh, happy to happy to help people, you know, and just even to talk through, hey, what do I need? How can how can I best help you? It's kind of like you know, you can go directly to an insurance company or, or you know, or you can deal with the, uh, 
a you know an agent that's going to be there there to help advise you along the way and that's what i like to look at it it's uh, the same cost either way but uh with this you've got the personalized service as well yeah and, and are there different packages it, I, and i'm guessing if there's an annual monthly um cost yeah. to you know to the service but are there just real briefly are there different packages that um, are, yeah. are available and, and what's that usually uh, cost or, yeah. or what's that expense? Yeah, there's there's plans starting at $14.95 per month. Uh, you know, wow. We have individual- Very coverage. reasonable. Yeah, it is, it is. I We are, for, for the level of service, there is nobody that can touch our our service level as well as our as our pricing, and that's something that uh, we're proud of as well. That uh, uh, yeah, plans starting at fourteen ninety five, and yes, there are a few different options uh, available. Our our family plan, uh, you know, I'm proud to say that that, that covers up to ten children. Uh, oh. You know, so uh, it's it's not like you know when you uh, when you add another driver on your insurance plan, your rates are going to go up. But as you you know as your family grows, and that's you know we're talking about the other end of the of the life cycle here with seniors today but but child identity fraud is just is just rampant is on is on the rise as well so so that's something that you know uh during the when the equifax breach happened a few years back uh there was a a special website where you could equifax created where you could log in and uh you know check to see if you were a victim of that and my wife and i you know checked ours and sure enough we were potential victims of that equifax fraud and then i thought well hey what about our kids? We have we're a beautiful blended family. We've got six kids between us, and four of our six children were also, uh, you know, after entering their information, potential victims of that Equifax breach. And none of them have, well, they have now, but they, yeah, you know, have ever bought a house or anything like that where they would have had to deal with credit and things like that. But uh, you know, so pretty scary. Wow, you've provided a ton of information, a ton of resources, which is 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 incredible. Um, I I think the biggest takeaway for me, John, is we need to be proactive. We need to, I mean, it's almost now where I assume and expect that my mom is going to um, be targeted. I, she already, she already has been. Um, And so I, I think for me, um, that takeaway is to be proactive, whether that's through one of the websites, the VPNs, the password managers, the two-factor authentication, um, ID shield, what have you. But really for, for me, that the takeaway message is, is to be proactive and assume and expect that our seniors are, are going to be potentially targeted and the more proactive we can be, the better we can potentially help pre- prevent and protect them. You're, you're very correct, Sean, uh, to get educated and understand what's going on and, and what tools are out there and what things I should know. Because I think most of us have a bank account and the ones that I have, both personal and business, do have certain things that I can log in and set up so that if I if a check comes in or any kind of withdrawal for more than 250 bucks, it doesn't just magically happen. I get an alert and I have to approve or reject that transaction. Yep. You know, so there may be simple things like that. If you just talk to somebody at your bank or your credit union that can be turned on, 
uh, to help protect things. And they're there. They don't cost you anything. Yep. Um, but also looking at, you know, the, the nice list that Curtis put together for everybody. Um, you know, not everything on the list might apply to you. Um, but I think two-factor or, or multi-factor authentication should apply to all of us. And everybody, yep. in, in my opinion, if you only have one takeaway today, that's the one thing you should do. Yeah, for sure. Curtis, we'll definitely have you on again um, later later in the year to take a deeper dive into some of the numbers. And I would um, I would love to have you back on to you know talk about that and and ways continue to find ways to to help protect and and prevent this. Um, so I certainly appreciate you coming on the show. Um, I got a ton out of it, so I'm, I'm confident um, our listeners and our viewers uh, got a lot out of it as well and certainly appreciate you taking the time to join us today. Absolutely. You guys are awesome. This was so much fun to do this, and I appreciate it. I saw some nice comments popping up on the screen here, too, and, and uh, it's fun to have kind of that interaction and always happy to, you know, we're just kind of scratching the surface here, and we're all in this together, and like yep. I said at the beginning, you know, let's we, we want to be able to help people live their lives to the fullest and not be, you know, we don't want to live in fear, but we want to be aware, and we want to be aware yep. of our surroundings, and, and, and it comes when it comes to surfing on the internet or surfing the beaches of Hawaii like you're doing there, Sean. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so so thanks for having me on today. It's been a real pleasure. Yeah, You're thank welcome. You, thank you, Curtis. We'll talk. We'll talk again soon. Absolutely. Look forward to it. All right. Oh, good stuff, John. Good stuff, man. Oh, it's, yeah. I, and, and as you always say, we just scraped the surface. There, yeah, there's a whole just, lot more, more yeah. stories, more things out there. But Curtis gave us a good list of especially online and on your computers and stuff, how to stay safe. Yeah. And you know, looking over that list, there are a lot of things people should do on the list. But in my opinion, at least with your own bank account, turn on that two-factor authentication. That is the one thing you can do to keep the bozos out of your account. For sure. And, uh, For sure. you know, because in that case, not only would they have to hijack your login information, but they would also have to have hijacked your phone or your email or right. both or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, um, it was, it was a good show. And uh, I think it, uh, like you said, we're just kind of scratching the surface. And like I always say, in order for us to have, um, you know, better lives and, and better community and better sense of purpose, we got to continue to be better together. And I think if we do that, um, we can certainly continue to help our seniors thrive as they age and um, keep them keep them around and, and with us as long as possible. Right. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I've uh, I've been your host, Sean Simon. I'm uh, also a realtor and seniors real estate specialist with EXP based out of Salem, Oregon. For any of your real estate needs, you can reach me at 503-569-5651 or via email at sean.sipen at exprealty.com. John, what's the best way folks can get a hold of you? So I'm John Hughes with Comfort Care Home Care. Uh, you can reach me at 503-400-6637. And I like to be a resource to people. So if it's anything to do with resources in our community, uh, if I don't know the answer, I can find it for you. Excellent. Excellent. Well, 
I certainly uh, appreciate everybody joining us today. We'll be back in uh, two weeks for another show. So details to uh, to follow. Keep an eye out on social media. Certainly appreciate everybody uh, for taking the time to tune in with us today. And we'll see everybody back in two weeks uh, at two o'clock for another show. It'll be a good one. All right. Thanks, John. We'll see you later. All right. Thanks, John. Okay. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.